So hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. This episode was recorded on 4 November 2019. In tonight's episode, we interview Ed Richardson from Tasmania, talk about his pathway through carts into IP and his cool under 2 litre KE35 Corolla Coupe. Thanks to Ayrton, and thanks to all you listeners out there for your ongoing support. Don't forget to subscribe on Facebook and in your podcast app for future episodes. Hope you enjoy the show. So thanks for that, Ayrton. Uh, Now we're actually going to interview you, mate. So uh, thanks again, and, and welcome to our show, and... Look, Ayrton, the first question we ask all our guests, uh, anyone who's had anything to do with IP hopefully has an answer to this question, and we'll be asking you the same. Mate, a fantasy IP car, if you had unlimited budget or unlimited means, and you could either build a car or buy a, an existing IP car of somebody else, mate, what car would you put on track if time and money were no object? It'd definitely be V8. I would probably say a VX or even a VK Commodore. Something like that. I've always I like V8s. Um, I love my Toyotas as well. So it's hard because I'd love to spend endless amounts of money on my car and fill that up. But I'd, yeah, V8, VX, I reckon. Okay, so let's walk through a couple of these because they're very different things that you just mm-hmm. said. So two, yeah, let's two talk about cars. Yep. Well, three really when you talked about your own because I'm interested yeah, okay. in that as well. So let's talk about the VX, late model V8. Why a Commodore? My father. Three letters. <laughs> <laughs> LS1. Two, I was going to say two letters and a number. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, okay, technically. LSX, um, something just, LS. The, just, I love that, the shape of the car, and I, I've, just, I've seen some really fast cars, V8 IP cars, and there's nothing better than that V8 node either. So to have it, something like that, but obviously then you've, you've got to worry about your tyre deck again. So it's hard to have a fast v- a fast heavy car with good tyres at the end of a race. Well, Damien Milano could tell you all about that, as could a couple others probably, and they're good cars. I mean, yeah. Any of the IRS rear-ended Commodores would say how much tyre deck hurts them. Which is one of the reasons why I guess I was questioning on why a Commodore and not a Falcon. I mean, I guess, you know, numbers would suggest that Commodores are better cars, but results would suggest otherwise, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, the Falcons are, are better on tyres, and it's hard because it sim- it's funny that they're sort of around the same weight, but obviously how the suspension geometry is set up and you, how different they are. And oh, it's heaps different. They're, yeah, they're just better on tyres. The only reason why there's no there's hardly any Falcons is because engines aren't as plentiful to make good power. Yes. Yeah. Costs a lot more to build a quick Falcon than it does quick Commodore. And the, the the Falcon motors are heavy and they're bulky, and then you've got the little LS that is is light and produce good power. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk then about the VK though. Completely different car. I mean, now you're talking early model V8 sort of range. What do you love about the VKs, and and how would you build that? Probably there again another LS in it, but just the shape. You can run the big the like the Walkinshaw body kit or something like that that'll still fit IP rules. Um, but yeah, back to the the Brocky days. His VK ran at Bathurst and stuff like that. It's just obviously growing up around motorsport. They just as soon as you see one. You instantly think Brocky in at Bathurst, so. So you think in the big banger VK Group C yep. era look, yep. yeah, yep, definitely. Mm. So you like so, the is that the uh, fluoro red, orange, and white VK that's very fast in 
in Victoria, Falkenhauser or something. I can't remember what it is. Oh yeah, sorry. Jason Fal- F- Falkenhauser. Yeah, Falkenhauser. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Jason. He's on the he's on the name. he's on the he's on the Victorian committee, I think, and and um, he won the championship, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, is, that car's a that car's a proper big banger. Oh yeah, they're just the the look of them and the shape, like when they've got that nice body kit on them, and obviously another hard thing to drive, but just the the shape of them. You'd know you're alive, mate. Yeah, you weren't. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, hard to set up too, but but yeah, the power to weight ratio, very very good thing, especially with an LS in it. So it gets a lot of weight off the front tire. And your car, so a Corolla. Tell us a bit about your car, and then tell us if you had unlimited budget and you wanted to build something out of your car that was even quicker than it is. What would you do to it? Yeah, so it's a 1975 K35 coupe, two door, uh, with a little 1600 4AG in it. But I, if I had endless amounts of money, I'd definitely build a, a turbo 4AG or even a, a 3SG beams turbo or something like that. Um, it it handles very well f- for how it is now. So I sh- with a, a turbo on it, it, it'd be really quick, definitely. Yeah, it would be. It'd be a lot of fun. I think um, I was at Eastern Creek, not last weekend, but the weekend before uh, for the last round of the New South Wales Championship, and Dave Noble's got a little four-door, which has the 3S GTE in it, and looks like it'd be a lot of fun. It used to be an under-two-litre car as well. Yeah, that's a little blue one, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, that's a very nice car as well, and quick, and I think it's just the power to weight again. You get a a little four-cylinder with a turbo, and... Like my car, curb weight from factory was 860 kilos. So they're light, plus then when you strip them out, they're lighter again. So they're just a little pocket rocket. Same as Lee yeah. Forest, Salika. So that's a quick car and it's, very, be, it's just as light as mine, I would imagine. They're not quite, yeah. but yeah, they're a little bit better. Chassis, a bit stiffer, not quite as light. A bit longer wheelbase. Yeah. Coil, coil rear as well, so I'm stuck with leaf still. So. Yeah, good stuff. Mate, um, so that's a bit about your car and, I guess, cars you'd like to drive. Mate, tell us a bit about you, who you are and uh, where you're from, what you do for a living, and, and yeah, who, who who is Ayrton, mate? Tell us a bit about yourself. So um, from Hobart in Tassie, I've I raced go-karts for a couple of years and then I bought a little a coupe here that I've got and ran in regularity for five years and then got my little race car from out of Sydney, uh, mechanic by trade, so down at a, a BP Lauderdale, a couple of minutes from the airport. So, yeah, no, it's good. Was your car a race car already when you bought it from Sydney? Um, yeah, so it's was it's been logbook since 93, so it's been, raced everywhere, Amaru, Morgan Park, Bathurst, Phillip Island, Eastern Creek. Uh, it's very well developed, virtually... We haven't changed anything apart from put a set of 50s on it um, and it was quick straight out of the box. The best, I suppose the best thing was it wasn't much different to the one that Zach drove. That's all, that's pretty much set up as a race car but without the roll cage. Um, so it was good to, easy to transition into and obviously more power. Which was So he drove great. your old car? Yeah, so both the same model um, but it's a technically a regularity car. So it's got all the bells and whistles apart from a roll cage in it. So Yeah, yeah right. He actually, Zach, he uh, he bet my time by a second, so I'm eager to get back in it and see if I can match his time. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's always dangerous chasing someone but it's else's good time. On you. Good on you for admitting it, though. A lot of people wouldn't admit that, so good on you. No, and he, yeah. um, he drove it really well. So, And I learnt, like I said before, I've learnt 
a couple of things off him that we'll take to nationals in the race car and see how we go. Awesome. Good on you. That was the best thing, I guess, about it too. I learned, um, Zach learned the track. I learned some new techniques and where I could, I used to do things that Zach was doing that thought was slower, but he proved it wrong. So, yeah. And that's the payment for the good driver getting in is he has to give the information up. So, exactly, yep. <laughs> yeah, and so it's a win-win. It's both people enjoy it. Zach would have loved coming down and meeting new people as well, and then also getting track time. And he probably you probably made a good friend for a long time now as oh, well. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a good bloke, Zach. And and uh, it's and thanks, Ayrton, for doing that. I mean, you know, that showed a lot of class. We said it on the on the podcast when Zach was on uh, to support someone like Zach, who's got a real chance. I think we'd all agree oh, at yeah, the nationals. Definitely. And if you know if he has some success down there, that'll be you know you'll be a small part of that, which would be you know just a great thing. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and I've and like I've always people help me to get into karting, and I've always will return the favour if I can. I'll help out, and um, like when I found out that Zach wanted to come down and get a, use a car, I put my hand up straight away and said no. Let him know that my car's there; he can run it, and we'll see if he enjoys it. And goes for it, so yeah. Good on you. That's that's not an open offer to listeners. Uh, don't just everyone start <laughs> messaging yet and jump in his car uh, <laughs> any time. But but mate, it's still a classy thing to do. So thanks for doing that. And uh, you mentioned that um, you're a mechanic by trade. So you work for James at BP, is that right? Yes, yeah. So I work for James, uh, who's got the Starion. So yeah. So do you build your own engines, gearboxes? What? How much do you do with the race cars? Um. So it's split between me and Dad. So Dad does. A lot of work for me as because I'm obviously busy at work. He he comes up during the day and tinkers and plays. So we split it 50-50. Dad's old school. He's very hard and persistent. He's always said that you do your homework at home before you go to the track. Sounds familiar, Mick. Yeah. Otherwise, it's called track work. Yeah. The only thing you should be doing at the track is checking your oil, your coolant, and your tires. Yeah. If only so, that were true. No, 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 RX-7 exactly. then, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> or an early model turbo car, but anyway. Or an early model that. turbo car, which needs a spanner on everything because the amount of torque and vibration. All the time. Yeah, yeah mm. and, and Dad, he's always on to me, don't go turbo. You, uh, once you go turbo, they're never reliable and you have endless amounts of trouble. So, oh, but you have so much fun. Oh, yeah. no, that's the, what I said, but you're fast. <laughs> you're fast. <laughs> the it's short period of time that the car is working, mate, it's so much quicker. You've got a big smile on your face. It's just then, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, do you have a lot of fun for a short period of time and then have a lot of agony for a long period of time? Or do you have <laughs> a little bit of fun for a long period of time and then less agony for a shorter period of time? Isn't that what, isn't that the way it is? Yeah, that's the, it. The under um, two litre versus over two litre turbo early model. It's, you know equation. what it is? It's development. It's not even yeah. under two litre, over two litre split. It's where you want to be in the field. Just yeah. like we were talking about with Macalos the other week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're running an over two litre uh, early model turbo car and you're boosting to eight or 10 PSI, it'll last forever. Yeah, if you run a, if you just put in a GT4 Turbo 3S GTE standard that was run, it'll run like a Toyota. Should do. Mm -hmm. It's just when you start using the rules to try and get faster, Mm -hmm. that's when you 
cost more money, need more spanners, need more time, yep. a lot more disappointment, mm. but a lot more fun. And Ed, just just on that, uh, so you've also got the pleasure, or I don't know if it is or not, if James is listening, maybe you can call it what you want, to play with James's Starion from time to time, which is an Overs car. Uh, how do you find working on that? Um, good, and it's, it's different, so I'm learning different things again, and it's always good that if once it's going right, he's always got a smile on his face, and I guess at the end of the day, it's it's just another a job in the workshop. But I love working on race cars, and I'm just lucky that I've got that pleasure to be able to work on road cars and work on race cars at the same time. A lot of people don't get to do that when they're getting paid for it. So it's yeah. And James and uh, his wife Kylie, they're brilliant to me, and they they help me out with my car as well. So if it probably wasn't for James and Kylie and my dad and close family, I probably wouldn't be racing. So. That's good. good Massive shout out to those guys that are helping you. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It, yes, it's, no, it's not possible really to just race by yourself nowadays, oh, you know. Not, no. you, and so, yeah, that's that's great to hear, mate. You spoke a little bit about your history in racing and carts and that sort of thing. So you started in carts. How old were you when you started racing carts, mate? Um, so I was 12 when I, so I started late. So I went straight into juniors. And just race down here. We we were sort of up the pointy end, but we didn't have the money that the the front end guys were running like. And at the time, it was still with Jays, so they it was hard to be up the front. But we sort of later on we we got a good cart and a good motor, and then they changed all the rules to go to the the uh, <laughs> new motors, and mm. we we weighed it up and we said no, we'll we'll go circuit racing now. So and then we went to regularity. I'm down here, and I've, we ran regularity for five years, and then the race car came up for sale, and I bought that. Cool. And how long have you had the Corolla, the race car now? Um, so I bought that in April 2018, so just over a year now. And it's yeah, I unfortunately binned it a couple of months after owning it, and felt absolutely terrible. But we all we chipped in, and we we got it back together and repaired, and back out there. So yeah. And and it looks magic. So you've gone ahead and done a whole bunch of uh, work to make it look pretty. Can you can you talk listeners through what you've done to sort of get it looking so good? Yeah, so when we, we hit a tire wall and we pretty much ploughed it from the driver's side door right back and pushed it in about six inches. So we fixed all that and we were lucky enough that we didn't have to put a rear quarter or anything in it. And we fully, we prepped the car and sprayed it. And a week later we had it back out at Baskerville, but we blew a gearbox up so we were, we didn't get a good run. Um, but we fixed that and then went back to the historics and we first round win for me and first couple of wins. So it was brilliant and ecstatic. Good stuff. Good Congratulations. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well done. Especially after such a torture trying it to get was, there. And, that's great. And it was, it's good just leading up to nationals because I haven't done much IP running and it was good to run with some under two later cars and come out on top, as they say. And it just put a, a good confidence back in me um, after – me, I've ne- I never had a big accident or something like that, and especially not being in the car long and hurting the car and h- knocking a bit of pride out of me. It was good to bounce back. Yeah, congratulations, right. mate. So what it's gearbox a- are you running that, that you uh, chewed so, up? Was it a T50 you had? Yeah, T50. So it's uh, we, we rebuilt it before the round. Like we pretty much stripped the car down when we after we were sprayed it and replaced everything, but the fatigue it busted the cluster shaft. So We've never really heard of a T50 doing that. 
Um, so we could only really put it down to fatigue. The old so the lay shaft was fine, and you destroyed the cluster. Yeah, and obviously, and then stripped teeth off the the main shaft. So yeah, 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 yeah. Would yeah have killed. So normally they they pull third and fourth, um, but I've had a T50 in my other car. Doesn't have as much horsepower, but we haven't had an issue with that, and we just it, it was just fatigued. Yeah, okay. So you're going to again? Yes, yeah, back same again. So with another one which we we haven't had an issue with. It was I think we just put it down to we put new, all new bearings and um, synchros in it, and just the the extra strength from that has busted the cluster shaft. Okay, where did you find another T50? Because they're um, fine. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was lucky enough that I've had a couple, so I've actually, I've had to, I've down to one spare one left now. So I so they're all in your there. shit. That's why no one else can find them. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I, I was lucky enough that I actually had a couple of 4AG bell housings too, so I've still got them tucked away. And Yeah, yeah right. Got... So are you running a one-to-one fifth in that? Uh, no, so or just a standard, standard T50. Standard okay. race, yeah, standard T50. So um, we have looked into a couple of gear sets, but can't quite afford that at the moment yeah because there's still be a few around where they turn fourth gear to fifth gear for you and then you run a taller first so yeah 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 get so the dog leg still, you can still actually buy the the trd gear sets out of japan so they're about they're close to three grand so it's just we we would probably rather spend that sort of money on the motor or somewhere else first um, yeah right because that's pretty cheap for motorsport spec yeah it is it is it is so um yeah we were probably even thinking about running a four-speed corona they're pretty strong as well um and yeah the ratio sucks though yeah i know yeah Yeah. and that was what we were trying to and they're heavy they're so heavy because they're they're still case yeah i used to have one in an old rx3 out of weight that i had it was strong but yeah it's gear ratio sucked yeah 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 but uh we'll we'll work that out we we'll either save for that or even maybe a Hollinger later on down the line. It just depends how we go with developing the car. If we want to go turbo, then we'll go, obviously, a dip, probably a different box again. What diff are you running in it? Still the same? No, so I've actually got a, a factory disc uh, Bluebird diff in mind, so that's some Bluebird diff. What ratio is that then? Is that like a 3.8 or something? Were they no, it's a 4.5. 4.5? Yeah, so that's um pretty good for Baskerville. It's not so good for Simmons, but uh, Baskerville, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, right. It's nearly up <laughs> in Mazda Mazda sizes. Yeah, yeah, and that's I said to Zach. I said his his car will probably a four eight will probably really suit Baskerville. Um, a nah, lot he'll, of people, need the, he'll need the five eight. The five, five eight. eight for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With the amount of he's full. He's with got a full air engine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, even. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if it's a one to one six or a one to one fifth in his gearbox, but he'll be running five eight for sure. Yeah, yeah, so it's too we've, short. We've um, tried different ratio, like high ratios, and it's it's no good. Um, like the five one, it's not yeah, no good. Um, yeah. Oh right, so it doesn't suit your engine. No, no, it was we're feeding it too many gears. Um, so. Is that because you're too slow to change, though? With his gearbox, um, you're just snapping through so yeah, quickly he's, that he's the gear change. Thing, yeah, yeah. Even, even my um, PPG, you, the gear change is, you know, milliseconds. And we don't, I don't actually see any loss on my MoTeC GPS graph when I change gear yeah. in that. So gear changes, more, more the better for the rotary. So 
it's um yeah he'll be running the biggest stiff he can put in it, which is a yeah. will be a five eight. I'm pretty sure because he's probably a high lux rear end. Yeah, I think yeah. he is a high lux rear end. He's uh, he's what my father was saying so. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be um, screaming. Yeah, <laughs> Arge yeah. RPM. Or the, just that. the lead spec engines, they'll be spinning to ten mm-hmm. five, no problem. Yep, and they'll sound awesome. Well, for a rotor, if you're into that. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I, I do like rotaries as well. So my brother's had a couple back in the day. So yeah, but uh, our car, we we um, it's hard to find ratios too for the the Bluebird diff. So um, I reckon later on we'll probably go to a Hilux. So we got the we can play around with ratios and. Other stuff you won't like hurt that. it unless you yeah. go further. There's no way the 4AG's hurt any diff in its life. Yeah, but he's, no, he's no, talking I mean, more about ratio choice, I think. And, and yeah. if that's the yeah. case, you don't want a big, heavy Hilux. They're just too heavy. I reckon yeah. you'd want to... You've you, you got two options as far... Well, there's a lot more than two, but the two I can think of immediately are either an F-Series Toyota, which has the smaller crown wheel and is a bit lighter and lots of ratio choice, or a Mazda diff. Um, yeah. Where you've got just, yeah, heaps of ratio choice, lots of centre options, 24, well, you 26. Four eight. You get new 4.8s now with Kia. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, and they're, they're just endless, endless options uh, from well, 3.6. Well, endless. There's still way more in Hilux. But, yeah, well, that's true. But but for a smaller diff, uh, it's pretty light. Uh, yep. And with a lot of choices for, for, for centres if you're not going to go spool. Which yep. I know Mick loves pool, but um, yeah, if you do want LSD, there's just lots of choice, and then they're a lot lighter, a lot lighter than yeah. Hilux. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of an, a lot a lot less inertia to turn up, which you will notice massively on a 1600 4AGE. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. talk no. about that some other time. Yeah, we can talk. We love to tech talk, mate. Car. We could we could yeah. talk for for ages about your car. <laughs> it's good to learn this sort of stuff because it's it's hard down here because I'm the only one that well, there's a couple other four ages, but like my sort of car, it's hard because there's no one that's really done it down here. So, yeah. A yeah, lot, lot of under two litre runners here in New South Wales. And, and, and so, you know, they've sort of been through this before. And, and obviously weight is everything. When you're running the yeah. early model chassis uh, with no torque and little limited horsepower, you know, just weight is critical, you know, you don't anywhere you can show it. You don't need only two litre guys. Just copy the Mazda guys. It's the same, same for them. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Now the lack of torque that the you know that rotors have to deal with, although they have even a bit more horsepower than than, than well, you we make, do. So we make good torque at high RPM. We just need hmm. to spin them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's and yeah. like I'm and obviously new to IP too. So learning again as well. So we'll we'll get onto it. We'll learn. Oh and yeah. Keep tinkering and we'll. We'll get it there, so. We'll look forward to when the second car's turboed then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, don't do it to yourself. Well, maybe if you you, you, um, find yourself uh, winning a lot of maybe. Yeah, go go get under Lee Forrest's wing and um, copy what he's done. He's done a smart build like we spoke about before. Yeah, that's true. Very very affordable parts on his car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we'll be pitted next to Lee for the Nationals, so. Yep. He's, he's taking me under his wing, so... Um, Hopefully he doesn't have to change a turbo or an engine so your dad can look at it and go, Aha! Told you! Look at that. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. That'll be good. Good stuff. So, 
Uh, it, I think we've talked a lot about now about your car. Talk us through uh, IP Racing in Tasmania. We've we talked a little bit about it in our previous discussion around the Nationals field from Tasmania, but IP Racing in Tasmania, it actually seems like you've got a lot of good cars and good drivers down there. What's what's the um what's the what's the state of the category like in in Tasmania? It at, it's it's not good at the moment. Um, we have there's a lot of cars, but we don't unfortunately get good numbers at our rounds like we normally get five or six cars we don't know why we've tried asking members and trying to work out how come we can't get good fields we used to um, but there's a, a class down here now that they run that the rules are not so set so you can do run different tires and bigger tires no restrictors it's hard is that Super GT, what do they call it? Yeah, yeah, Jet Sports. Yeah, it's, look, Super GT looks great on the surface, and it's not much different to Time Attack in the fact that it feels like its rules are written to get you excited and into it. It is, yeah. But and it's that... a runaway train. It's an absolute runaway, and it's so hard. If it gets popular, it'll destroy itself, like Time Attack's well, doing to itself. Well, um, mm. it's, it's sort of doing that at the moment. There's... Yeah, of course it is, because, yeah, once you get two or three people that are start spending the money and doing the development then you'll leave mm-hmm. the rest behind and then there's a massive have and have nots and if you think the have and have nots are bad in IP wait till you open the rule book up oh you know, yeah I'm, it's yeah it's so true mate I can totally say it's the same thing with Super TT here in New South Wales in MRA and any of the time based classes they all the same yep. you know like you, you, so if you, you, you know, if you get the trophy hunters who turn up yes. with, with an open checkbook and spend money on their car and everybody yeah. else then thinks oh shit well i can't i can't compete with that and they yeah. park their cars and don't drive them now the only the way those classes work is if they set a minimum lap time and then that makes the class look unprofessional so to speak so then that will limit the class but that's the only way to make an open rulebook class fun for people still because as soon as you have more competition you reduce the fun you increase the costs and it's hard to do and as much as I complain about a lot of the IP rules a lot, they are actually very balanced to make an achievable goal. You can look yeah. at IP racing mm. and think, I could build one of those or buy one of those cars. Mm. I've seen them around. But there's enough modifications that you can get rid of the stupid rules of production car racing where you can't upgrade things that fail all the time. You yeah. know, so there's, there's a, it's a good balance, I believe, in IPRA, apart from... We all think it's the finest category. That's why we do this podcast. But apart from that, <laughs> it's it's actually one of the smartest categories for catering for the top guys who want to build Rahe Slop challenging cars or mm-hmm. someone that just wants to throw something together and have a crack. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I think you could see examples of that through, for example, the current Nationals field and even, look, you want to know why I build an IP car? Mick, it's exactly what you said. You know, I can build a car that will, well, you know, no race car is cheap to build, but uh, if you do it right. But if you, yeah, I can build a car and I'm pretty confident that from the start of the build to the end of the build, the rule set's not going to change so much that all of a sudden the build becomes obsolete before I finish it. That was a concern because a lot yep. of classes, the rules change that quickly. Or Second thing. Yep. Second thing, you look at the field that we talked about before, uh, Ayrton, around some of those drivers and cars that have been parked up. Now, look at Sam Hines RX-7. That car is clearly a a car that's been built properly and built well and had a lot of development put into it. He hasn't been driving for a few years. He'll bust out the Nationals. He's not going to be at the back. 
No. Right? That car will be pretty quick because the rules haven't changed that much. Now, you know, what's changed? The five to the six formula, rule, maybe? The formula to go fast in IP hasn't changed too much. There's just been a few new entrants into that formula with yep. a couple yep. of changes as made. Yep. L- late model turbos and that sort of thing. Late model turbos about, have yep. joined the early model turbo, the RX-7 and the late model V8. Mm-hmm. And a, a quick car five years ago is still a quick car today. Now, it might well, not if be it's had the same winning. development and money yep. that the rest of racing's had, yep. definitely. Yep. And but but without having to build a brand new car like you would have in say Proties or something else, you know, yep. like. Well, really? some are going to argue on that point because Proties have yeah. opened up unknowingly to let the older cars faster again because they're just protecting mm. their own brand. But before that, that was definitely true. That Proti cars had to be updated to be fast. And certainly compared to the class you 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 know you're talking about it and around you know sort of open the rule book up pull restrictors out and go out and, and you know and that's the worst thing and that's what sort of killed I wouldn't say killed IP but more people went that way they could go faster and like yep. um they could run they don't didn't have to run on Yokohamas they could go and run on Nankangs or yeah. Falcon or a Dunlop so they didn't have that so the perception the was they'll have an more of a choice for their racing but then as they start racing more they realize they've got less choice because now they're forced to build Mm -hmm. something or to either accept that they're down the back yeah yeah and i'm hoping that after nationals that the people that entered will enter again like i when i bought my car i was actually i was on the the fence to, to what to go but i chose to go ip to try and get the class back to how it used to be back in Tassie, so fingers crossed. Doing it for the cause, good on you. Yeah, yeah good for you, good yep. for you, mate. And 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 it, you've proven, I guess, you know, you've 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 bought a car that didn't cost a fortune. In fact, quite the opposite. You've done a little bit of work to it, not a huge amount. A lot of it's basic maintenance or repairs. Yep. And then you put it on track, and you've been very competitive right up the front. Uh, and and that shows that you know it, it can be fun. You can race at the front. Uh, in a car that doesn't cost a fortune and, you know, if everybody else brings their cars out and supports the category that, look, I, I think uh, hats off to you, mate, because that's this is great and I really hope that the Nationals just sparks a, a revival of, you yeah, know, these guys totally bringing out right. their cars. That'd be really good. Um, so, yeah, good luck to you and good luck to IP Tasmania and the Hobart Sporting Car Club. Hopefully, you can you can you know bring those people back uh, to and just remind them you know what they're missing uh, in yep. in improved production, racing on a pretty solid control tire. You know, for all its uh, for all its knockers, the AO50 holds its lap time. It's expensive, but you get good value out of it right down to the courts. And you know, you're racing cars that aren't able to just be spent into you know quicker lap times. Um, you know, people have to genuinely develop the cars intelligently. Yeah, so you, obviously, money is going to make a, a faster car, investing into a car. But in IP, you have to engineer it and yep. spend the in the right areas. You can't just buy good bits, bolt it in, drive it the same and expect a different result a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Even also, with more horsepower, you don't generally go instantly faster until you learn mm-hmm. how to use it. Yep, that's true. And, and also, there are ways... You know, a lot of this development you can do, you know, if, if, you, if you're a little bit handy and you've got some friends and, and, and some knowledge and help, you know, you can do things in your shed to make your car quicker. You know, you don't have to go and, and buy expensive, you know, CNC machines or off-the-shelf parts that cost you a fortune. Uh, although a lot of the time with the off-the-shelf parts, if you choose the right car, can, can work as well. So, yeah. you know, 
anyway, good stuff. All right, so enough of that little rant, yeah. which probably doesn't have much to do to you, uh, other than the <laughs> fact that uh, we talked about racing in IP. So, so yeah, all you Tasmanians who've got quick cars in the shed, and there's a few of you by the sounds of it, hopefully the Nationals remind you just how cool IP is. And, um, yeah, hopefully we uh, we see bigger fields in Tasmania going forward. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all that we really want to see is good fields again and, and everyone has a good time and goes home happy and smile on their face. Yeah, and, and it sounds like, you know, you've got two tracks, one reasonably smooth-surfaced, tight, you know, track that, you know, rewards good chassis speed, and then you've got the, the you know, the what, the two drag strips with a couple of corners in the middle for the guys <laughs> with, with, you know, stupid 600, no, I won't say stupid, with awesome 600-horsepower A9Xs and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big horsepower cars at the straight line special. So, yep. yeah, the bit of variety. So, and it, it at the end of the day, we just want everyone in IP to have a, have a ball and bring the category back because we we may lose that class down here. So, which will be a shame. Like I said before, that we don't get enough. So we we just run improved production. We don't have our unders and overs class here. It's just improved production. So we need. More under two litre cars and more over cars to come back out of the sheds and race again and have fun. Good stuff. Well, hopefully, hopefully that happens, mate. Last thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, was your nationals prep. So obviously you've had a bit of work to do on the car in recent months, uh, but you did get it on track recently and go pretty well. So you, you feel you're ready for the nationals? All good to go? Um, definitely, we're all good to go. So the cars on all four wheels, ready to go on the trailer probably thursday night and head to the track so we we've um we've been over it we haven't found anything which is really good after like our historic weekend that's four days of racing so we're pretty happy to find that the car was okay just we we pulled the diff out and checked that and rechecked the gearbox and we found no issues so fingers crossed we'll we'll be okay for the the nationals and we'll finish the 25 we'll hopefully make the final and finish the 25 laps so anything could happen though it's motorsport um but nationals prep we we pretty much we changed oil and checked a few things and that was it happy days well good luck mate and look i'm sure you'll go just just fine i'm sure the car will hold together and i'm sure you'll uh you'll make that final and do really well so we'll wish you the best of luck and hope it all goes well for you no, thank you guys very much. Mate, anyone you'd like to thank in terms of supporters, sponsors, uh, who, I mean, you've mentioned a few, but anyone you'd like to specifically call out? Um, yeah, so all my, my family, my partner for putting up with me out in the shed many hours every day. Uh, my sponsors, so BP Lauderdale, uh, Winds and High Tech Oils, Sparco Tires Hobart, uh, Phil and Kim, they always supply me with petrol, uh, Scotty B Photography and Rap Shop Hobart. Good stuff. And, uh, mate, how can people follow you? Uh, do you have a Facebook page or some way that you keep people up to speed with what you're doing? Um, yeah, so I've just got a Facebook page, which is under my own name, so Ayrton Richardson. And feel free to add me and everything's on there. There's always videos and posts of what I'm doing and what the car's doing and how we went at each weekend. So, it's yeah, all on there. We, we're not tech savvy, but most of it goes on there so good, good stuff well mate thanks again Ayrton, for joining us tonight and um thanks uh for all your insight into the hidden gem which is the improved production field in tasmania which uh, I, I now fully expect will surprise 
a lot of the mainlanders coming down. So uh, thanks for your time in, in going through that. And also thanks for uh, walking us through your racing and your history in the category. And thanks so much for all you do with the Hobart Sporting Car Club and supporting the category like you do, mate. Thanks very much. No, thank you, guys. And uh, love the show. And we'll keep up the good work. But thank you very much for having me on. Most welcome, thank mate. You. It's been our pleasure. Yeah, our pleasure indeed. It's been heaps of fun. Thanks, buddy. Good enough. Thank you, guys.